And she said, she was quiet, and I thought, shit. Um, <laughs> well, we got to talk about the parking garage. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Why are these people so happy? These are the laughs of a divorcee and an activist, a widow and a biologist, a cancer survivor and a writer. All are, in their own way, intimately familiar with grief, personal grief and environmental grief. But listen to how they laugh. Spoiler alert! So my name is Adelheid Fisher, and um, I am a natural history writer and also a program manager of a design uh, program at Arizona State University. From her work, Heidi Fisher knows grief on a landscape scale, but she is also acquainted with a profound personal grief. Heidi is a widow. Paul Fisher had a heart attack just a few months before their 25th wedding anniversary. So my feeling about Paul's death always was, I always framed it to myself as the one thing I would not be able to survive. Paul passed nearly a decade ago, and Heidi has survived. How'd she do it? Well, the first and most difficult thing was this. Heidi asked for help. She began visiting a therapist who gave her a vital gift. He listened. He was present in the room with her, witnessing her grief without judgment. He never gave instruction or assignments. He just listened. Until one day, he asked her a question. What are you grateful for? I mean, it's the last thing you want to think about because you're like, I'm not grateful for anything. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want this life. I want my old life back. You're kind of pissed off. Um, you're incredibly sad, depressed, lethargic, all the rest of it. It's like, I don't want to think about what's good about my life. We're social animals. Our very identities depend on our relationships with others. And Heidi had lost the most important relationship in her life. In many ways, Heidi had lost herself. But this is why the question of gratitude is so important. Heidi was not, in fact, lost. Her identity has a foundation beyond her husband. She just had to notice it, to come out of the darkness. And to come out, sometimes, we have to go down. A merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Come on up Highway 17 from Phoenix. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. To the south rim of the Grand Canyon. It's December 21st. Happy families are everywhere, smiling, snapping pictures. One woman stands apart, short silver hair, silver earrings dangling, silver bracelets. She's the only person there crazy enough to try the 19-mile hike alone. I know I can just keep walking. This is her first trip to the Grand Canyon since Paul died. 
barely a year ago now. She was drawn here on the winter solstice, the longest night of the year. All right, bring it on. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that you can throw at me? Heidi is going to walk into the darkness. Down in the canyon, Heidi found life living on the edge. Plants wedged into impossible places, coming out of cracks in the wall. Life extinguishable at any moment by flood or storm or rock slide. Death is close in the canyon. Suddenly I realized when I was down there, life was all around me, trying to gain a foothold, find a way to go on, to persist, but beyond just persist, find a way to flourish. We tend to forget this proximity of life and death. We'd rather ignore it. But Heidi can't. Heidi can't forget how close death is. But like the plants, Heidi's life continues, even with that proximity. Despite the intensity of disturbance, life begets itself. Despite the death of her husband, Heidi is still alive, but she will not just persist. On her drive home from the canyon, Heidi went down Highway 17. I always take Highway 17 down uh, back to Phoenix, and there's a point at which the saguaros show up. What are you grateful for? There was this sense of, oh, I live in the West. I live with these incredible organisms called saguaros that are so Dr. Seussian and weird and cool, and I cannot imagine myself now living anywhere where I am not connected to these organisms, where there aren't lizards on my back you know, porch doing push-ups. And just this overwhelming gratitude for, I live in this place that I love that is so nurturing and that now really feels like home. Heidi finally had an answer for her therapist's question. We're all on the verge of losing something. Our homes in some way, either from climate change or disease, or just plain old life running its course. But if we really make a home, Heidi teaches us it can never be destroyed. Not entirely. There's always some foundation of our lives rooted in place, something to be grateful for. And out of that gratitude, we can see life persisting, but not just persisting, flourishing. Engaging in joy, when I say that, is not a small thing. <laughs> yeah. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Eli Zavatsky.